0: Welcome to BitStorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me as always is Trevor Scott. Hello.
1: Hello, Trevor. This is fine Tuesday evening. Yes, or Monday evening wherever you're listening, or whatever yeah, day it is. Monday.
0: Hello. If we get the if we get the edit done on time, it's Monday for you. Uh, I think we are going to jump into some clip pitch, unless you have anything different
1: there, Trevor. Yeah, nah, I got nothing. Um, all right, Trevor, do you want to tell people what Click Pitch is? Click Pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us on the counter three, two, one. We're going to click refresh, take those words, throw them at each other, come up with some sort of game idea. Then, when it doesn't work, we throw it away. I noticed you said
0: when it doesn't work.
1: Yes. Because
0: it always inevitably fails at some
1: point. Yes. <laughs> When we run out of steam, we throw it away and like get new words and throw them at each other. Yeah. Sometimes we include those words again, and that's like <laughs> continuous click pitch. But I'm not sure whether we'll do that tonight.
0: Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see if we, if any good ideas come out of this first one. Yeah. All right,
1: three to one click. Three to one click.
0: Bubbly frame. Bubbly frame. Okay. Bubbly bubbly my mind actually went to champagne because it's a sort of the the mm-hmm. yeah. is it an Australian term to call champagne bubbly? Probably. Break out the bubbly. Break out mm. the sham pagan. The sham pagan there <laughs> <laughs> uh, frame is this like a frame job? Yeah, I like think a- I think
1: that's the way that my mind was going rather than a picture frame. I'm like, ooh, yeah. some sort of ruse. Uh, maybe it's a maybe it's New Year's <laughs> Eve. I was just thinking door-to-door salesmen selling like door frame. No, se- selling um, dodgy um, dodgy uh, like champagne. It's just like dodgy champagne. It's not. It's not from the
0: region of champagne. No, <laughs> it's just <laughs> sparkling. Cider.
1: <laughs> it's a sparkling water. You you go into your into your <laughs> car and you just get your soda stream. In <laughs> <for some wonderful laughs> just got a
0: soda stream. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. All right. So you're a daughter door salesman selling champagne. It's the big. It's uh. It is New Year's Eve. It's your big time of year. Yeah. Oh, you're going it's around big, all like the, the, the um,
1: all the different parties trying to sell them oh, cases parties. of champagne. Um, yes. Before midnight, so you've got a time limit on how much you can sell
0: uh-huh uh-huh and but then there's a murder
1: yeah, uh, maybe
0: you get to one of the parties, so like you get yeah you, you get to one of the parties and
1: it, does a murder happen like while you're there i guess or they they open the door and you hear a scream right behind them, and you see someone actually like running out the back door. Covered in blood.
0: Yeah, well, because I, I kind of like the idea that this almost becomes like a bit of a what is it like a detective parole or something? Yeah. Where okay, now you're trying to solve this murder just as this random like that you're the one person in this house now that they know could not have done it because you're out. You just you just arrived
1: just as it happened. Yeah. And so, And so is the person who answered the door.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so it's up to you. Like they, they kind of tap you to go. All right, well, you need to sign this for us. Uh, but I kind of like the idea that you, because you're a champagne salesman, you get information out of people by applying them
1: with drink. Yeah,
0: like you have to get them the right amount of drunk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so wrong. I think that's one one of the things in your in your repertoire. It's not the only thing. It's like that's your that's no, your last no. last resort sort of thing.
0: Yeah, well, and I think you. You maybe need to like it's risky, right? Like some people are, some people are, are talkative, are chatty drunks. Some people are, you know, sad drunks, and you're never going to get anything out of them. Some people are violent drunks they are going to cause problems. Like, yeah, you, you can't just get everyone drunk and get all the information you need. It's you have to learn things about the people in this house, and yeah, like you said, that's one of the tools mm-hmm. that you then have.
1: So I'm I'm wondering if you know the person that runs out the back. All covered out and covered in blood, whether they sneak back in later on, like they sort of come down and they've almost like you see, like, a couple of people come down and they've just had a shower, so you think that it could be one of those people,
0: right? So, is this one of those things where you kind of have to like piece together the time frame or something? Yeah, and it could even be literally like you are, um, like you've got some visuals around. You know, this happened this time. Like when you discover a piece of information, it kind of fills in a bit of a puzzle piece of, on in your timeline. Um, and that's sort of a visual guide then to help you, you know, well, it couldn't have been this person because they were here or whatever.
1: Yep. But I think, I think if you find some evidence to contradict that, then, um, you can actually, you know, mark a, mark a piece of, of timelines. oh as well, I love the inaccurate. idea that
0: like it's it's a party, right? So everyone's snapping pictures on their phones and stuff. So part of your part of your interrogations are trying like convincing people to give you access to their, like to give you their phones or send you their photos or something, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and that's how you can then yeah line up people's testimonies with what was literally tra- like actually true, yeah. or at least shown in the photos and and t- their timestamps or whatever. Um. What I was thinking though is because, like, the the photos are timestamped. Uh, but one of the big like twists could be like this doesn't line up. Like, what's going on until you realize you talk to someone, uh again and they've like, they've just travelled from somewhere and they haven't taken their phone off airplane mode and so it's off by an hour or something. Yeah. Or like it hasn't it hasn't changed to daylight savings for some reason because oh yeah I don't have a SIM card like I don't I just use it for as camera. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and and at that point you could all, you could almost have it all their photos in your timeline just like shift by an hour yeah. and suddenly things start making sense.
1: Okay, so I think what I was trying what I was going to try and get at before was the fact yeah. that um witness testimonies are like the most unreliable thing. So yeah. depending on, you know, what sort of stuff you bring to their their attention, they all all of a sudden may remember something else about what happens so you can talk to like people numerous times and the more evidence that you sort of get, you can get, um, slightly different differing versions of, of the truth. So you can sort of choose which one.
0: Yes. I think you have to choose, I think, but I think at any point you can change that. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, you are sort of trying to create the one true timeline and lining up these photos with testimony to say, okay, well that's definitely true because you know, here's the proof. And, yeah, that uh, you're basically trying to, yeah, you know, just get that timeline in order. And I think, again, maybe you do have, do you think, like, the time limit of midnight. Maybe there's something about something happens at midnight that's going to mean that you can't solve it or that they get away. Or I just feel like with New Year's Eve, yeah, with it being New Year's Eve, there needs to be something happening at midnight.
1: But I think something happens in sort of like Act 2 in which they find out that, like the champagne that you've actually brought in, is like not quite real as well. So all of a sudden, you've got people that are angry at you, and you're having to sort of deal deal with that at the same time.
0: Oh, I see. So you've sort of sort of shifting um, opinions of you, yeah, by the party as a whole. That you're going to get different information out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I think what is what has actually happened is you know they asked for change, and when you opened your wallet, like there was a like a police badge or something in there because that's another one of your ruses that you sort of do. So
0: <laughs> he's literally just a con man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or you're you're a stripper on the side or something. Yeah. I uh, know. I reckon that could, <laughs> that could um, be a good way of explaining why why you're trying to you know be involved in this thing and that you you're making oh, a bit I of extra cash on the yeah. That's why they've invited yeah. you inside to to solve this mystery.
0: Yeah. Not realising yeah, yeah,
1: that you were never actually a cop anyway. And now you're yeah, selling like them, that. like, champagne that has literally been um, bubbled in, like, a soda stream. <laughs> it's
0: It's got to still be alcoholic, though, because you're- Serving,
1: it to yeah. I, I think what you've done is you've yeah, gone and it's got like white it's just wine, like cheap, wine <laughs> cheap white wine that you put in a soda stream. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, <yeah. laughs> Jesus Christ!
0: All right, I love it. I think I think that could be really cool <laughs> to just, uh, yeah, piece together that evening and and I love the idea of having to search through these like shitty, blurry party snaps from a fo- from phones, but yeah, having to like line them up. Yeah, um, with with the testimony, and again, I'm sort of picturing. Well, I like the idea of even having a, a pinboard of some sort, nice, nicely decorated, as if you've just like pulled someone's like everything off someone's corkboard at the party to set up this investigation.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, three to one click. Right. Yeah. Ooh, inland or well, inland sign. No. S I N E. Oh, okay. It's an interesting one. Some, some sort of oscillation.
0: <laughs> yeah. Inland sign.
1: Um. I'm. For some reason, I've just got him in, into my head. That this time you're a scientist. And a scientist. <laughs> No, a scientist uh, looking at, like, the effects of the moon on, like, these inland lakes. Okay. And you're seeing, like, some crazy waves that are actually occurring because of, yeah. like, the tidal moon, forces. The, the tidal um, force is actually getting stronger. Okay. And, and I think you realize that, like, the moon is actually getting slightly closer and therefore, you know, causing more more issues. And I'm thinking it's sort of like an Armageddon sort of, you know, almost, yeah. almost like you've, you've got to send a team up to the moon to see what's actually happening.
0: Okay. So, a little bit of Armageddon, a little bit of a dig. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea that instead of the moon getting closer, it's getting bigger.
1: <laughs> like okay. It's getting
0: more mass. Okay. And thus, more gravity.
1: Ooh. I know that this is stealing from Doctor Who, but I did kind of like this idea. Mm. In Doctor Who, there was a story where um, the moon was actually like a grand interstellar egg of of like this this giant creature, and it just took centuries, you know, millennia to sort of, huh? Earth's moon, yeah. In okay, (laughs) convenient, yeah but um, i, I kind of like the idea that it's it's sort of along those lines but it's it's sort of like, like
0: some sort of living
1: living creature like
0: it's it's coming it's it's yeah like it's emerging it's finally like, it's
1: finally like um you know reaching the final like a chrysalis. the final end of its of its, it's um, a
0: metamorphosis happening
1: yeah and we're talking a colossal creature like you know how big the fucking moon oh, yeah. is and it's like the moon is just literally just the shell of like an egg <laughs> and so that's why, like, okay. it's getting heavier and heavier, and therefore the tidal forces are getting.
0: Yeah, well, I like the idea that, like, at the end of the metamorphosis, like, to to gain the energy to break out, you know, the the the, the creature inside the moon starts like pulling in stuff from space, basically. Like that's where the mass is coming from. Is it's yeah. is it's feeding in some way?
1: Yeah, I think or, I like, think converting it's converting the feeding... sun's
0: energy into mass. Or yeah, you know.
1: And it's, it happens just after like, oh, I'm thinking in this world, like there's been like one of those huge solar storms and it sort of knocked, um, all the power out on Earth for, for like six months or something like that. And when we, when we uh-huh. turn the, yep, finally get the power back up and running with this new system, that's when we actually, you know, start noticing that there's, um, some issues with, with like something's happened to the moon after this.
0: Right. Okay, and that could be related because maybe it's that solar storm that kind of
1: triggered triggered the that the final, final stage, final stage of-
0: again because maybe it's like it feeds from the sun's yep. energy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: that's cool. And then okay, so you play a scientist who was measuring lakes and and has detected this. May or maybe this scientist uh detected it before the power came
1: out. Yeah. yeah, I think so.
0: And no one else did because they're relying on their tools and stuff, but she's doing, like, manual measurements and stuff because she's sort of a lowly, you know, or, like, uh, a, a bit of an outcast a bit because of the way she works and that, that she's got this idea around Yeah, I'm just measuring. wondering if it's
1: even a scientist or whether it's, like, kind of like a park ranger sort of thing of... Okay yeah um so therefore knows ha knows how far the water normally goes up and now it's actually the water is sort of going you know the the waves are getting further and further up the um
0: Ooh, well, oh well I know it's towards like the, the, tree, the, the height of, of the it's the height of the of the lake and um you you know it you, there's there's a there's a usual pattern that that comes and goes with um, with certain phases, and it's like very, you know, very little or something. Yeah, she's been measuring it, and it's been going up and down and up and down in this perfect sine wave over a certain amount of time. Yeah, um, and she realizes that like it's like breathing, oh. <laughs> and it's something to do with a li- like she so she like makes the connection that it's some sort of living creature,
1: but she thinks it's in the lake. Oh, okay, so so. Uh, I think this is where you know she starts telling. Oh, because I'm I'm sort of picturing this almost like a a couple of different people that you're playing in this yeah, game. Yeah, okay.
0: That like a bit of a it could be like a Quantic Dream style. Yeah. So so thing, you yeah.
1: you're, you're sort of um, dealing with that, and she sort of comes up with this idea that there's this huge like uh, Loch Ness monster sort of thing in this mm. in this lake. So you know she's getting people to come in and and, you know, take photos and look for this elusive monster. And yeah. then you're playing as another another scientist looking into, you know, they've just turned the 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 um the power back Turn on. Turn the power back on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that. I, I like that switching between her kind of discovering this initially and the conversations around that, switch back to the other guy before the power's on, and that's what, sort of where you get a bit of the exposition around there was this solar storm and, like, the whole like is the whole planet, the power's off,
1: yeah, yeah, it I, just th- I think it was, everything. It fried everything, they fried everything, uh, the only thing that they that they can do to sort of get um get news around is basically newspapers, because you know they can use old printing presses they, and all uh, they that had
0: stuff. to dig out old printing presses, and
1: yeah, okay, and this has been
0: six months, yeah, so that's an interesting point to come in at the end of six months of this chaos. You know, they finally sort of got things back on track, and they're getting the power back on.
1: <laughs> you got the like print medium, you know, print media mogul who's who's now you know the richest person in the world, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Newspapers are back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Well,
0: actually, that's interesting because he's like trying to sabotage
1: the bringing the power back on. <laughs> Because he's only the richest person in the world. Because, like, um, at at last count, like, because everything went to um went to you know digital and the banks and all this sort of stuff. But he he'd already taken all his money out and- <laughs> right. at last
0: count. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: um, because everyone else has all you know assets in in like Bitcoin and all this sort of stuff, and that's all gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right. I, I feel like if we're, if we're going true quantum Dream style, we need one more character that you're playing as as well.
1: What, you don't want to play as the media mogul? <laughs> well, not as the media mogul, but maybe
0: like their assistant or something. Yep. Okay. Like someone yeah, I like that. in their Yeah. Because the media mogul is obviously going to be a horrible person, uh, like everybody in there. But, um. It, uh, yeah, the, uh, playing someone a bit more sympathetic. Yeah. Who, but who's sort of discovering things and is maybe whistleblowing a bit or, or like feels, you know, some, uh, some ethical dilemmas there because of what her boss, their boss is doing.
1: Hmm. We like it.
0: All right. I like that a lot. And so what's the sort of next, next step in or the next act? Like they discover, uh, cause yeah, you, you've got, this park ranger, you know, all excited about uh, sea monster. You've got the, the 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 engineer or something like the aerospace engineer, or oh, what? Well, no, who? Uh, what, what were we saying? That's uh, anyway. Someone working with um the tech and getting the power back online, and and yep, they get that back online and see, like, hang on, these readings aren't correct. Like they've got all their historical data there. Well, do they have their history? Or they don't? That was all wiped out too. It's like okay, well, we've lost all the historical data. But I'm pretty sure. Well,
1: I, I think I think when they turn it back on, like it it sort of returns back to where it actually was. It didn't destroy all the data. I think it's just that they haven't been able to get power sort of working in the in the traditional sense. Like um, all the generators just sort of. Stopped yeah, working, yeah. but um, so the
0: porn they had up on their windows to, like cut, pops back up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> inopportune time. The
0: power's back on. <laughs> it's like that moment, like if you've had a power outage, the power goes back on, and like it's the middle of the night, but all the
1: lights are on and yeah. the TV
0: and stuff. But it's the whole planet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> People just forgot that they had like stuff running in the background, and like, oh yeah. There's actually, like, about 27 deaths just from that moment because, like, people just, you
0: know, were blinded because they've been without power for six months. Like, the lights come back on and just shocks them when they fall and hit their head or... <laughs> 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 you know, they had power tools running at the moment. That the went power off. comes back on,
1: and you see this like rotting corpse in an elevator. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> god. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably.
0: Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All Shoot, right, so we're, we're kind of we're kind of bearing the lead a bit here. In that, the there's a fucking space monster that's about to hatch, and oh, we're yeah. focusing on everything that's happening here. So. They measure the moon. They're like, "That's bigger." <laughs> What's that about? And then shit goes down. I love, I love the idea of having, of seeing the hatching from Earth.
1: Ooh, um, like seeing that play what, out. what I do want to actually, what I want to bring up is—is is this is going to be a little bit out there, but but just okay. More so than a than the moon being an egg.
0: Oh yeah. yeah also, okay. um,
1: so you know how in Jaws, how there's that character who comes in and says, "I can kill it for you," but blah blah blah. Well, basically, you've got an <laughs> alien bounty hunter who's disguised. Uh, okay. Who who turns up and he's disguised as human. You think that he's human to start off with, and um, you know he sort of fills almost the Bruce Willis role of you know leading leading a team going up to um you know, nuke the moon sort of thing. But he's got an ulterior motive. Okay. Is this before it's hatched fully? Like Um, well I I think it's when they when they realise that they need to send someone up to the moon, this guy yeah. sort of comes forward and says, I can I can do this, I'm I've got, you know, all this knowledge of of, you know, demolitions and stuff like that yeah. to to be able to crack into the surface of the moon and, and you know, work it all out. But is sort of like in um heavy rain spoiler spoiler spoiler, how one of the characters is actually you know an incredibly bad guy
0: mm-hmm. it turns
1: out that you yes, you're playing this alien guy, you don't realize that he's an alien at the time, but he's he's actually looking at at you know harnessing this alien oh he wants to he wants to capture it, capture it, and basically use it as a planet killer sort of thing so right. so it's almost you you're playing this. This bad, yeah, bad yeah sort yeah, of yeah. guy. And you're trying so, to help him along the way. Is but, this
0: instead of the assistant? No, I think it's- maybe the.
1: It's a fourth character. That's a fourth character.
0: All right, I guess you. I guess we can just. You, you, you need, yeah, you need yeah, the character you who, can balance out who goes up but, into but, space. Yeah,
1: I just like the idea that it's a it's a total mind fuck.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's kind of cool. Um, are they trying to destroy Earth?
1: I think they don't give a shit about Earth. I think all they give right. a shit about is, you know, they they finally found they finally found this um this so is celestial this like for egg. some
0: interstellar war that's going on, and this is going to be their like
1: yeah big and weapon of mass destruction yeah, and the Earth he is just collateral like damage. It just so lasso happens. Lasso it that- and
0: ride it into the sunset back to his home planet. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeehaw>! <laughs>
1: <laughs> right
0: through Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds a very Quantic Dream, with it going all fucking space park in the last second, so that works. Yep. <laughs> if you go by, what it was it, and you go prophecy.
1: Yeah, I I never even finished that game. I've actually got it on my Steam library. I should really go play it.
0: Yeah, it goes all like
1: Matrix weirdness. Cool. Well, I like Matrix weirdness, so... yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not bad, it's just weird. I, I really all enjoyed right. every uh, Rain,
1: I played that all the way through. Like, I think,
0: yeah. Well, look, they're all good, even... Uh,
1: Detroit. What is it, Two Souls? Beyond Two Souls? You enjoyed Detroit Beyond Human, didn't you? Detroit, Detroit Beyond Human was really good, It's probably the best one so far. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: Should check it all out. Alright, you should. Three to one click. Three to one click. Lemonade. Sack. Sack, S A C K. Lemonade sack. Uh, okay. Or maybe it's like to be to be to be sack to fire someone. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so
1: it's a lemonade mo- mogul who's who's doing all the hiring and firing of of these kids who are running these lemonade st- stands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it could be a bit of like a. Uh, a satire kind of thing on on organized crime, but it's all like kids and
1: teenagers okay, in so na- in a neighborhood so it's like the game mafia, where it's it's you know like an yeah. open world sort of game, except you're dealing with lemonade stands and shaking them down, and
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that you take it completely seriously, though you don't like you're not playing it for laughs.
1: Oh no! There's there's literally beatings and all this sort of stuff. Like, you-
0: well, no, I don't, I don't know that it's necessarily <laughs> beatings as such, but like the equivalent for kids, you know, it's like wet willies and and wedgies and And wedgies and stuff. Uh, and yeah, you ba- it's, it's kind of you, you you're basically playing, yeah, like the big bad asshole kid in this in this neighbourhood. Um, but yeah, it's this open world, and you're riding your fucking big wheel around, or whatever. Well,
1: <sighs> rather than being, you know, the um, the big boss of this of this whole thing, I think you're just playing one of the hitman sort of thing. You know, yeah, being sent yeah, yeah. out to to shake down a few um, shake down a few lemonade unless you, and pu- that unless,
0: sort of you unless you unless you play someone on the opposite side of it, someone who's like trying to stand up for the 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 other kids, and so it's still open world, but you're playing like a, like someone who's sort of yeah, who's trying to defend them, and you have to thwart the organised crime syndicates mm-hmm. who are all you know, eight years old.
1: Ooh, yes. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I'm sort of almost seeing like a um, remember the game Mercenaries. Where you had like the, the different like general sort of thing, um, all have like a different card attached. So you got like 52 kids in this organization. And,
0: oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I kind of yeah. like that idea of, you know, they, they're using like some, some sort of, some sort of other card. Game almost like a um <laughs> like, Uno or, like a Uno or something like that. <laughs> it's yeah. like you know the the, <laughs> the top people like the um the draw four the draw fours and then you know I, I cut, or, or <laughs> yeah. even like old maid or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> some, some well, old content. maid's one
0: isn't that? I mean, I know you can get decks of that, but isn't that, that one that can? I think that can just be played with a regular deck.
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I, I just kind of like that idea of of then you sort of know how many, and you can track them on the, on the sort of list, how many you've actually taken out with wet willies and, and that sort of stuff and basically yeah, sent them yeah, home yeah. to their mum sort of thing.
0: Yeah. I feel like Uno is the good one
1: to go with. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So it's, it's sort of, there's almost a bit of a South Park-y vibe of, like, they're all playing when they're good and they have these big epic battles. So but, yeah, it's this mafioso kind of style thing.
1: Yeah takes itself super, super seriously, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, yeah, you're riding your bike
0: with training wheels around, um, (laughs) trying to, you know, and you come across the lemonade stand being shaken down and you've got to come in and push them around and give them a wedgie and Mm -hmm.
1: yell at them. I mean, I kind of like the idea of... Having this, you know how all the, um, all the Grand Theft Autos and that sort of stuff—they always go like these yeah. big cities. I'm thinking yeah. it's like a small town that has, that has like a suburb sort of, almost like a say a rural park or or something like yeah. that. Uh, well, it's, got, it's
0: like an estate or something.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's got that many streets. Like you can you can almost get lost in this game, and then it's got like. Uh, Sort of like your paddocks and your, maybe a hilly area, and it's it's actually all yeah. I mean of one yeah, suburb. like
0: a grand self-torto. I think you could you could create a fairly decent sized space with on a yeah, small you've scale. Your, you've got your like um, yeah, your like new new estate where all the houses are the same and it's like little cul-de-sacs and whatever. You've got the kind of older you know older buildings and uh, streets. That are, you know, a bit more run down or whatever, but <laughs> a bit more higgledy piggly. Yeah, you've got your like blocks of blocks of land, you've got your commercial district. Um like as in the actual commercial district, not where all the kids are have their stalls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um
1: I yeah, I like the idea that that's cool. just like a small main street and and you know, it's got like seven shops on it or something like that, but it's like that's the that's the big part of town. Yeah. And, yeah, and like there's it's a
0: small, it's a small
1: town. there's a milk bar, there's a um, like it's like a pizza place. There's yeah, there's a yeah, library, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's yeah. pretty cool.
0: That's cool. That's cool. I like it. It is a lot you can do that. It almost feels like a prequel to Bully or something as well. Yeah, like, uh, you know, yeah. All right, it gets to the Let's end get... and then
1: you get you get taken to military school or whatever the hell yeah, happened in that game. Three it sounds kick.
0: like a good one for a rock star anyway.
1: Yep. All right. Attitude
0: Ornithologist,
1: <laughs> Jeez, we've had that before.
0: <laughs> Have we? Study of study birds?
1: Yes. Episode with well, Pete Corelli. Back in was that ornith- nine. Did we get
0: that word though? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Well if it's
0: if it's been nearly 150 episodes since we got it, that's fine. Yeah. And it wasn't an ornithologist. With attitude, no. <laughs> um, although you could use attitude in like a flying sense, Ooh. isn't that like? No, that's altitude, isn't it? <laughs> no, no. There's alt. There is altitude, but no. Attitude is the orientation. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it's like maybe this maybe this ornithologist is like studying something about the way that a certain bird flies. Or maybe it's about an orthologist who's trying to build a wingsuit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm thinking, you know how Pokemon Go is like awesome for Uh, people walking around and all this sort of stuff? Well, there's a new version of it in which you're looking for, basically it's a bird watching sort of thing. But you actually go out and the idea is that you actually take photos of birds Okay, um, and and post it up as, look, I found this bird here, and and basically by you posting a photo, it means that other people can also maybe come and see that bird. Like it posted up on, yeah, sort of like it's a mobile game, but um, it's crowdfunded. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, know, like crowdsourced, crowdsourced the information. Yeah. All right, with what's the game? Is the game do you battle them then? <laughs>
1: You, you throw. You have to take a. You, it, ha- you take a photo of the bird, and
0: then you have to take another photo of the bird after you've pummeled it to death. <laughs> oh,
1: Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, I think, and the I adi- think the attitude is- comes from um, you shouldn't have really gone and taken a photo of that um, nesting magpie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I like my I like my ornithologist trying, building a wind suit. I think this is like. A and I, I know we've sort of done a few like this before, but this is a like superhero parody. Mm-hmm. In that the game itself knows it's a parody; it's not just a weird idea. It's a funny. It's a superhero comedy game, and you play this person who's trying to be a superhero with this wing suit that that he's built. Okay, uh, and he's, he's bird obsessed. He. Now, I mean, I don't know how effective the wingsuit is. Maybe as you upgrade across the... Like, I like the idea that, that when you start the game, you can, yeah, you can pull out your wings and you just you just drop, though. Like, <laughs> it doesn't work.
1: <laughs> Basically, this is the game version of that Moomba parade, or that Moomba, like, Birdman Yeah, Bird yeah, Man the
0: Birdman, whatever, yep. Birdman contest,
1: yeah. Uh, but I think maybe you
0: meet someone who's more of an engineer or something, like, you actually do become sort of a, a true superhero of sorts, but it's sort of a bumbling version.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of like the idea that it's, it's hinted at that maybe this person helped out a little bit with a certain person who dresses like a bat um, in his gliding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. He's It's like Lucius Fox or whatever his name was.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they just call him LF... Um, and he he ma- makes a mention of Gotham. He lets that slip, but this is a different. This is in a different city. He's like moved on somewhere else. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah. There's it's just a bit of history there. Uh, yeah, sure. I like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that it, you know it's it's sort of like they they're not saying the names by by name because they know that they can't actually say it. But you know what I mean? Like it's a yeah. it's a blind animal and. This guy dresses <laughs> up as it.
0: Yeah, you know, one of those cave spiders. <laughs> Slug. I don't
1: know.
0: Uh, yeah, but cave I, I kind of like the idea. That, yeah. So, right, like from the beginning, you're like, you've got this wingsuit, and and maybe it maybe it can stop you from dying if you flap hard enough, right? So, like you're falling, you just have to like hammer on the controller. <laughs> You've got to physically do it because it's all in your VR. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking arms will get tired. Yeah, I guess you could use it as like a... As a joke. You boy, a- you Are I arms tired. tired.
1: <laughs> I just, yeah, I <laughs> just, just flew from, from up there. Boy, am I arms tired. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, there must be games, uh, there must be VR games out there by now where you just get to like hold your arms out to the side like a bird and just fly.
1: Yeah, oh, 100% percent Like, there, there's got to be like a gliding game in which you've got to hold your arms out and you can, you know. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's got to be. It'll be awesome. Uh, but this is, this is full on, you know.
0: This is full on adventuring in an open world, kind of flying around the sea once, yep. you, once you get your tech. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. I'm not sure there's anything else to do there, but it's, it'll be fun. Three, two, one click. Stitching. Tradition. Mmm. Stitching tradition. Mmm.
1: Wonder what sort of stitching this is. Mmm.
0: Yeah, what are they stitching? Is it fabric? Is it skin? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, What keeps on on going through my head is the saying, a stitch in time saves nine.
0: Well, I mean, this could be a follow-on from our time wizard with the scissors, but this is like a time wizard who stitches time back together.
1: Yeah. I do like the idea of this is like in a different part of the world. Like this is in this particular, I think maybe in this particular village, this uh, time wizard just stitches Pieces of time together and fixes people's.
0: Oh well, maybe it's
1: like a healer who they they fix heartbreak by by accelerating time for this person.
0: <laughs> well, no, I was thinking they like extend <laughs> people's life. Like they somehow get the scraps of time from from somewhere and like stitch them onto people's life you node know, strings time time strings. Mm-hmm. They like collect them somehow.
1: Okay, so this is this is more in the future from the previous one because uh, I think they've realised that you know stitching works better than just tying knots.
0: Well, or it's just somewhere, somewhere in a different part of the world where people, where they've figured this out. Yep, like, like the other time wizards never figured that out. They were just like, yeah, stitching things, like tying things together in knots. Mm-hmm. Either that or this is set. Like a thousand years after the apocalypse caused by the previous time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, you know, this is like their descendant and it's like, um, the traditions mm. that's been sort of passed down through time was.
0: Well, yeah. And I'm sort of picturing like a horizon zero dawn style thing. where like, this is, this is civilization after it's risen back, but there are aspects of technology around and stuff. And yeah, they've, like now, this this ability to, it could even be that the ability to at least like see the time strings is maybe this apocalypse caused everyone to be able to see it, like to be able to, to be able to, like it's just part of life. Is you've got your your life stream, your time stream, right?
1: yeah, and so you're always got to be careful for for people who are trying to exploit and steal time strings.
0: Yeah, well, that's it. A, there's it market a market for of, it. Well, it, 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 there is a market for it. It becomes a commodity because it's like here, have a bit of my life. Because what did we say? Like that? This it's almost like a ta- it's almost like a timeline tape where you can kind of scrub over your past, but then the future is sort of blank tape or something. Yeah. So that could be So blank tape can just be used to extend your life. Yeah. Um, so that there's definitely a market for blank tape. I wonder what you can do with tape that's being recorded on. Is that a way to like sell memories, like sell? Oh, like there's splice, like a black market for the whole splice thing. splice that, yeah, if you splice that into your own tape, you now have that memory as even happened to you, including like any skills it might give you, right? Cause you're literally changing yep. your past by putting someone Ooh. else's section of the past in there. Yeah, That's I'm kind cool. of seeing like, so this every- as yeah.
1: Your your character is is sort of like they they almost work for like a mafioso sort of character in that um, they get sent someone who um, who did who did a crime, and now you've got to, You've got to basically implant new memories to to basically get them to be able to get away with whatever oh, crime this oh, is. You're like a you're
0: like you're like a splicer. Like yeah, that's yep. your job. You have to like stealthily sneak in and alter someone like literally alter their past by altering their time tape, their timeline. Yeah. By like cutting bits out of it and all like splicing bits into it. Yeah. And, that's and, cool. and
1: you don't get told where where this tape comes from. Oh, you like just you just get given in. Yeah. Yep.
0: It's like, yeah, replace the crime, the memory of the crime with this.
1: Yep um This person needs needs to um, stay out of trouble, and then we need need you to take this this piece of tape and splice it into this person. Yeah, and th- they will go away for the for the crime. I kind of like the idea that you're sort of you start out a bad guy sort of thing, and then you realize just how how bad like the the things that you're doing actually.
0: Yeah, there's some sort of revelation. Yeah, and then perhaps you like switch sides or at least trying to fight back. Yeah. So let, I just I want to, and we may not be able to get into this because time is always a bit weird to mess with. But let's say, <laughs> let's say I took your time tape, cut out the the part where you married your wife, and mm-hmm. spliced it into mine. Now, do I now just remember marrying your wife or have we now altered the global timeline and I am now married to your wife?
1: <laughs> um I think it's just your personal your personal memory.
0: Okay, so it's more of it's more of a memory thing and maybe because I do like the idea that it like if you if you spliced out every every time someone went to the gym <laughs> and spliced it into your own, I like the idea that, okay, now you're super buff.
1: <laughs> yeah, that your muscles because you muscles you'll remember that.
0: Yeah, like there's some sort of... It only affects you personally, because it is this, like, personal timeline, but anything that would have an effect on you, would it, it, it affects you.
1: Ooh, I'm kind of um, liking your character is somewhat sleazy at the start, and that, you know, as they're going through these people, they, they sort of see... Pieces of timeline where you know some sexy time was going down, so they sort of take little snippets out of that. Yeah, just for their personal yeah. collection. Their bank, bank. But you know, I I, I kind of like the idea of this this character sort of getting extra money for the for these sort of things, and realizing later on down the track that maybe it wasn't the the best idea to do this.
0: Yeah, I think that's your arc, your general arc of the cat, of your main character. Yeah. And then maybe they start splicing for good against, against bad guys. Oh, so I had a thought of like, you're, you're trying to get back, you're getting back at someone. It's like a snitch who, or it's like a someone who didn't talk. And so you, you alter their timeline and you just splice in a bunch of like, Time, like a bunch of memories from other people who have been stabbed in different places all over their body. But what ends up happening is just in the current time, this person just gets these horrific scars everywhere. From all, like, you just pull all these different knife attacks and put them into this one person, and they're just all completely scarred up. Um, because now they've all happened to this person, yeah. Just this horrific, kind of torturous thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering if one day you sort of wake up and you no longer have these, you know, you notice everything, everything that you were doing before, your character now realizes was actually wrong. And then when you realize that someone's actually come in and splice something out of you.
0: Yes. Yeah. I like that. Like you're, yeah, you've, you've somehow gained compassion. Yeah. And you track it down and you realize that someone came and like spliced out your entire traumatic
1: childhood. <laughs> or, or it's more the fact that there was some bad shit spliced in into your, um, into your, into your past.
0: Oh, previously.
1: Previously. And it, it's almost as if you, you've been, um, dream slicing, dream splicing and taking, taking some of this shit out because.
0: Oh, you of your own?
1: Yeah, I'm uh, doing it to you. Sort of like almost, um, almost like, you know, yeah, your ancestors' sort of knowledge of, of how this whole thing works, um, subconsciously is actually been saying there's something wrong inside your timeline. So it's uh, been, maybe that feels a little online. bit
0: convoluted. I feel like maybe, maybe there's a thing around like it's totally taboo and dangerous to splice your own timeline. Mm hmm. Or even, or even like look, you like scan it or look at it, right? Because it it can cause memory loops or something and cascading whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But like, yeah, you you wake up one day and your whole perspective's changed and you're like, what the fuck? And you, you risk it. And that's when you go back and you notice some, some cuts in there,
1: some scarring to the tape. Yeah. To the tape. It's not and as so neat as as what your your stitches usually yeah,
0: are. Yeah, it looks really amateurish. And then you find out that yes, yeah, it's like <laughs> you see a single
1: sp- knot, and you you sort of realize yeah. that
0: <laughs> it's this vigilante splicer who was trying to do good, and what they've done is yes, yeah, stripped out some stuff that was actually spliced into your tape into your timeline earlier to make you into this like, disgusting human being killer. Yep. And maybe it's someone like maybe it's like you. Sister or something like something you- rel- you're related to yep. you're pulled away from the family and they splice this into you to to make you an asset yeah that's cool. I like that world
1: but yeah the time so tape well. the
0: timeline <laughs> to call it um the world, but uh also, I just had a thought I love the idea that you have to use um like a pen to wind it back up. <laughs> and after <you> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, but I'm, I'm picturing this. This pen looks more like you know a big ass knitting needle sort of thing, so you can. That's oh, a special type. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. So you're doing great. <laughs> yeah. Fight. Clowning. <laughs> 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 okay. Cl- like okay. Well, I mean, my mind went straight to. Like a a one on one fighter, yeah, but you're clown, like different sorts of clowns, yeah, clown attacks.
1: Okay, so I kind of like the idea of it being a one on one arena battle, um, okay. in 3D, but it's a third person sort of, um, right, so like a power stone kind of view. No, 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 I'm thinking more like a Tomb Raider sort of view.
0: Oh, okay,
1: one on one. You know, it's sort of like a, a four honor sort of sort of game, even. But with yep. clowns. With clowns. Yep. So it may not even be one on one, but it may be, you know, small teams versus small teams, basically. It's a it's clown battle royale. Yeah. But I'm not thinking one hundred people. I'm thinking, you know, more about know. the five on five. Sort I don't of know. Things. I
0: kinda love the idea. <laughs> I kinda love the idea of this clown car driving across the the, the the landscape and just a hundred <laughs> clowns come out of it at different points. <laughs> when they choose, For like a clown plane, it's just this tiny little plane flying over and just okay, yep Yeah, you, constantly. You, you're solving.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, this tiny, it's this tiny, like, mini car that's got wings on it that's flying above, you know, yeah. kind of like the, the PUBG, the, the Fortnite. Yeah, bus, yeah, but it's whole clans jumping out. It's just um, clowns jumping. Like the door just opens and another clown comes out and then another clown and then another clown. Yeah. Okay, so big floppy, big floppy feet. um You've got like the the flower that squirts. um Well, I'm thinking. Yeah, think acid. that's like
0: your main. I think that's your main weapon, or at least yep. your starting weapon.
1: Your starting weapon. Well, it's one of the. I, I guess you can how find. classic like, Battle Royale from that point are we the, going? The seltzer bottle. You can find the. Um, you can find the big floppy shoes to to make you him more. You can find the handkerchief
0: like. that you can like strangle people with.
1: Yeah, you can find the cream pie that, um, yeah, that has like an anvil in it because it, you know, and you throw it and like knock someone out.
0: Oh yeah, it's just like full of. It's got a wrench in there. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, here's no. Here's the thing though. Like, are we going? I, I love the idea of of clown battle royale. Is it literally like a a violent to death thing, or is there some other way that you are having to then uh, come out on top of uh, of these other clowns? Because rather than just turning clown stuff into violence, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, it, look, clowns are slapstick. I'm not completely against the idea. I'm just sort of, is it? Is there some other way we can go uh,
1: for clowns fighting each other? Okay, when you get taken out you join that yeah. person's side. Oh, okay. So, you so it's, start... It's you, less... Okay. It's yep. it's all about... You start off with, um, you know, 25 a side or whatever. And if, you know, three on the red team get killed, they go over to the blue team. And now you've got, you know, 20, um, 28 versus 22. Yeah. Sort of thing. So, that everyone's still involved in the game all the way through. Mm-hmm. But and so is
0: your goal to be the last one on a team
1: i think I think your goal is to to have the most the most conversions
0: <laughs> Right, of course, okay, so you're trying to end up
1: on the team with the most conversions so well
0: if, if but what is then what if what if you're on like red team who's got ten people left and there's blue team who's got you know sixty? Doesn't it, isn't it that you want to get hit then?
1: Because then you'll end up on the team that has the most- No, because if you can convert uh, more people from- If you're, say, on the red team, and you convert more people to over to your team- Oh, so you
0: personally you, want to- Personal conversions. It's not yes. that the team who has the most-
1: No. Wins. Yeah, okay. It's, it's more, the more people on your team, the less people you've got- to possibly convert to your team, so it becomes a, a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. more people there there are on your team, sort of thing. So it almost evens out the fact that it's it becomes harder for the other the other team because you know they've got so few against so many, but they also get more to more people to attack.
0: All right. Well, let let's figure out because I love the idea of just hoarding bands, like marauding bands of clowns. <laughs> Who have all who have all popped out of a yeah mini clown plane? What um what other aspects of Battle Royale are we bringing over? Is there a circle like and and in clown world? What what does that look like? Um. Well, I think is it, is it a big like <laughs> it's a big <laughs> It's a big top. Yes, yes. You have to be inside the big top at all times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right nice yep, okay, so that's shrinking down you've got you've got drops from trapeze artists fly over and like dropping new weapons and stuff uh what, so what sort of what sort of an environment are we talking here? Is this some sort of clown based wasteland
1: that you're fighting across yeah i think I think what's happened is is like this group is trying to figure out who who the best. Clown recruiters are so okay because it's all about this clown college and <laughs> right. right this, cl- this okay, game's this gotten is- this game's getting uh, gotten kind it's of dead gotten out of hand yeah yeah so now it's all about how many how many conversions you can make over to over to the side that you
0: okay are. and so by by basically getting them with one of your clown tricks they're like oh okay I'll join you yeah so it's like oh, ah yeah. you got me with the pie I guess I'm on your team now yeah okay. I'm trying to think of other good, like slapstick sort of thing. Can you just like whack someone with a fish? Can you like? Do you have the big ladder that you're swinging around and people are ducking under? Like, how do you? (laughs) Um,
1: Oh, I I think I think that's that's a sort of combo move that you and your um you and your team can actually use to sort of like get a multiplier up to to basically get you know an attack stronger (laughs) to to basically uh, knock down their morale sort of thing so if you can in the view of someone you know duck under three ladders and then th- then cream pie someone in the face <laughs> <laughs> okay so there's a performative aspect here too yeah
0: what if they just throw pies at you while it's happening? Does that add or take away from your
1: performance? Depends. Are you dodging if it? to catch it in your face? <laughs> if you're dodging, then fuck yeah, you're, you're going to get performance bonuses. If you get hit well, by it all, then it's going to take away from your performance bonus.
0: I almost feel like you want the pie to hit you because that's funny, huh? So they throw a pie and you're like, oh, I, I need to make sure that hits me smack bang in the face. Well, <laughs> so I, you're I sort guess... of like
1: trying to duck down into it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess why would they throw it then if it's going to help you? But...
1: Yeah, um... they wouldn't be.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. I mostly like that just for the the, the fucking clowns pouring out of a car in the beginning. Um, let's let's do one more.
1: Yes, I was going to say one more.
0: Moth dialogue.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I don't really think of dialogue when you think of a moth. Uh, okay. I'm picturing a kind of a, a, a narrative sort of, a real simple narrative sort of game where you're two moths discussing life. How about a moth and a butterfly? Um, Sure. Okay. I know.
1: I'm I picturing just, I just... them like
0: heading towards the, like a light. Yeah. And okay, sort of being so yeah, like, moth
1: does kind of work, but two different species of moth.
0: Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, they can be two different species. It's just like two moths run into each other on a dark night and get
1: to talking as they flutter along towards a light. Ooh, I, I or think around a light. I, like around I think there could a be a light. few different lights that they're sort of heading towards. Like the first lot that they're going towards turns out to be like oh, one of those big blue. It's a sort road of-
0: trip story. Yeah, kind of like a road, a road trip. trip.
1: Kind of okay. like a road trip story of these two moths just looking for a light to going from light to light, not going from light, light to light, light and one, and trying to find one that isn't going to kill them because you know the big blue lamp turns out to be like one of those big. Well, I love the idea zappers. that they, it's like well, they're trying to find the moon,
0: right? Like or whatever it is. Like uh, I'm not exactly sure why moths go towards light. The There's something to do with the moon. It's a bit just like. Oh, this one's got to be the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Let's check it out. You want to come along? Yeah. Sure. Let's do it. Ah, fuck. That one wasn't the moon.
1: Oh, th- there's like a big moth gravi- graveyard here. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, <go> exactly. <laughs> oh,
0: I'm sure this one's the moon. Oh, shit. Uh, okay, that
1: guy thought it was the moon and it wasn't. So let's move on. I don't like the look of Terry the Tarantula. Hey, what are you talking about? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um... So, yeah, I think it's – but no, I think it's kind of like a bit of a – yeah, like a bit of an introspective kind of build up the 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 character of these moths as they go along in a very – I'm picturing a very simple like graphical style of you've just got these two moths on the screen and it's a kind of very dialogue based and you've got these different lights that are just slowly as you go along like getting closer and then as you get to them maybe you get a little scene –
1: yeah, I'm kind of at thinking at that the, the um, you know, the discussion is more about, it's more about the discussion along the way and and the stuff that you're yeah, finding yeah. out about, you know, things that are happening. It's almost, if you think about that really really annoying section in um, Space Quest One where they're like <laughs> heading yeah. along and they're gradually getting somewhere, except instead of an arcade sequence that I suck at, it's just dialogue. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I think you can move I can think you can move around the screen in in that sort of way, but it doesn't really do much. Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly choosing dialogue options and And maybe
1: getting some power ups along the way that, that, you know, give you some food or or whatever. That-
0: sure, I guess there can kind of be an underlying just arcade ish sort of thing. But again, like it, you can't die. Like it doesn't mean anything. It's kind of something to do with your hands while you're just like Listening or reading this dialogue, yeah, um, yeah, I'm kind of picturing like a Kentucky Route Zero vibe in a way of that real sort of, Ooh, yeah, kind of chill, just like slightly quirky conversation, and yeah, I think, or, or almost a bit of a like, I think it almost plays out like a Kevin Smith movie, right? Like just the dialogue, the banter back and forth between these characters, and and you you know people play it just because the writing's so good,
1: yeah. Ooh, um, and then you know you sort of get right to the end of the game, and they're just—I'm picturing that they're, they're sort of chilling at the at the light, and then you know the clouds sort of parts, and you see like the moon up in the sky, and then it yeah. bursts apart. It's like this big celestial monster just comes
0: out of the <laughs> fucking moon, uh, yeah, and just crushes them. It just eats the <laughs> the eggs.
1: Love it. All right, let's finish it on that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring it back when you said moon before I'm like oh yeah <laughs> good call good call good call back
0: alright we're going we're gonna to finish it up there if you want to find us online go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm leave us a rating or a review we'd love to hear what you thought of this episode, episode this episode specifically or the show as a whole uh, check out our guest appearances on there go through our creative profiles there's uh, tons of stuff We are also part of the 8-Bit Collective, and this is a group of podcasters, Uh, a lot of gaming stuff, some pop culture stuff. Go to 8-Bit.net, check them out. There's some great stuff there.
1: Mm -hmm. We'd also like it if you could check out the AGP and the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network Just search for at AGP Network on Twitter or the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. Finally, we'd like to thank Curridus for the use of the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure.
0: Yeah, that's right. So, thank you again for joining us.
1: I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm Terry the Tarantula. (laughs)